Well, guys, welcome to another great episode of the Pause, Write, and Play podcast. Well, presumably it's going to be great because we actually haven't recorded anything yet and we're just beginning. So before we get going, obviously, you know the cast. We got Vince and Josh, but uh, Vince, how's life been? What have you been watching? What's new in the world of Vince? Uh, Not a lot. Same old, same old. You don't really leave your basement much. I've been out running. Oh, that's new. I, I started running. It's terrible. <laughs> it's gonna say you're a dedicated human is what i really feel about that i hate running and uh actually i enjoy running in the mountain have you been running on the street or like in the hills just on the street here um i find it's really easy just to be able to throw on some shoes and walk out the front door and you know working from home you don't get out of the house as often as you'd like to at least that's my situation yeah so i just decided one day that I was just going to start running, and that was a month ago now. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to say I'm probably in the best shape of my life now, which isn't saying a lot because I've never been in great shape. But, like, not to brag or anything, but in about a month, I've been running every other day, and in about a month, I went from only being able to run about a mile to two days ago i ran five miles at a 10 minute pace and if you were if you were to tell me that i would be doing that at any point in my life i would have laughed in your face so (laughs) (laughs) i don't really like to run but i don't know it's been a nice like i said just a nice excuse to get outside and it's nice and sunny out lately and just get your heart running a little bit and it's been kind of nice it's been enjoyable Nice. I'm not much of a runner these days, but I do ride my bike a fair amount to the grocery store to get food. <laughs> not much for any other purpose besides that. Josh, ride what about you? The ice cream. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly why I go ride my bike tonight. It was to get lemon bars. <laughs> that's, that's why we all the only reason I'll ever run is um, because I just feel bad for for my dog. He's obviously a, mm-hmm. a lot faster than I am, and so when we go out for a walk, I'm like I'm like speed walking, right? And he's still like is looking back at me, like "Come on, let's freaking go!" <laughs> so I'll start, you know, running and jogging with him for a little bit, about half of our walk before I get tired and have to slow down and stuff. But you know, it's at least something to get me out and. And I enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's it's been good. Life is going well. That's good, man. That's good. You guys been uh, watching anything noteworthy or that we need to bring up here really fast? I watched Harriet the other day at my friend's house. I had never seen it before. Um, and I definitely, I definitely see why Cynthia Erivo got her Oscar nomination for it. It was incredible. It was really, really good. I loved it. I haven't heard of that one. What is it? Uh, Harry, it's like the story of Harriet Tubman. It was released last year. Oh. Um, and uh, it was really it, good. Wasn't it nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, Somewhere? it had a it had a Best Song nomination. And then Cynthia Erivo, yeah, yeah. the leading actress, she was nominated for Best Leading Actress. And she was incredible. She was amazing. So Awesome. It was definitely really good. And it was super interesting. I did some you know research afterwards because... It wasn't only about, you know, getting people away from the plantations and everything like that. It would be how a lot of times, you know, 
certain people after they after they had gained their freedom like a way to get ahead in life would be to turn against their own people right and so it was really sad but also really interesting to see that all play out it's definitely a, a good movie i'd recommend it to anyone cool i didn't watch anything like that but i did watch one of those 1990s masterpieces batman forever <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud uh, of you. It's not as bad as I remember. It's don't get me wrong, it's terrible. It's stupid, campy, campy, dumb bat nipples, you know. But you know, that's what they were going for, I think, was just the campy Batman. And uh Jim Carrey has never fit better in a movie than he did in that movie. I've I've been going on this like um old Batman binge because uh-huh. hbo you know they launched their whole new service and they announced that we're gonna have all the dc movies and then about what two weeks ago a week and a half ago or something like that they announced that half the dc movies are getting taken off the service um starting like beginning of july and that includes like all of those old batman movies and with the whole talk going on about michael keaton coming is that his name it's michael keaton right yeah, Michael Keaton. Okay, yeah, I don't know why. I just second guessed his first name. <laughs> anyway, Keaton's coming back supposedly to the DC universe here soon, and so with all the talk about Keaton coming back, I was like, I need to go back and watch those old Tim Burton movies. And then I finished the two Tim Burton movies, and I was like, I got to. I, I watched Batman Forever so many times as a kid, so many times. So I was like, I got to jump into Batman Forever and see if it's still as fun as i remember it being and it is it's stupid campy fun (laughs) best of the three easily batman returns but that's a whole nother conversation we can get into (laughs) we should have like a classic batman movie conversation one of these nights (laughs) i think that would be fun uh what have you been watching though i actually watched all of season one and i'm on episode eight of season two of what we do in the shadows on fx Oh, and yeah. I'm freaking I'll loving it, guys. So freaking good. Vince, you recommended it, and I've been loving it. Good. Um, did you did you good. watch the movie, too? I did. Actually, Like I watched it with a friend a couple of years back, and then I watched it again in the fall slash winter time, and then I watched it again with my wife in the spring here, and all of a sudden she's like, loved it, which she's like, this normally wouldn't be something I'm into because of vampires. I can't take them seriously. But because of the way this movie is, it, it fits because everyone's like, oh, vampires are this. And she's like, no, I can never take vampires seriously. So Yeah, that's kind of the point of the show, right? Is not to take <laughs> vampires seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole point of it. And that's what I love is it's just so funny. And I like I like this one. Like, it's it's just it's just good fun. And then I finally got around to watching little women, uh, the other day. Uh, I can see why it was nominated for so many Oscars. I think it was a great film. I, uh, downloaded the book actually to my phone and I'm going to start reading it this week. So it's great. So I enjoyed it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, the whole, Uh, whole, yeah, the whole cast was, Oh, she's the director. Sorry. Oh, uh, I was thinking that she was um, – what's the girl's name that stars in Lady Bird? I was thinking that was her, but you're right. Oh, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm. Also, how many films has Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet been in together? Like so many. Like they were in Lady Bird together. 
They've been in something else together, something else together, and something else together, and now <laughs> Little Women. You know, like it just I love seems those, like they're. I love those three movies. Something else, one, two, and three, so good. <laughs> they're they're instant film classics. I mean, I can't yeah. really complain about it too much. It's been like a like a solid fun time with movies. We uh, also, I I kind of texted you this. We got a projector. You know how I was hating on people who buy like extra stuff for their house to watch movies. It was like, uh-huh. I'm not getting a soundbar. I'm not going to invest this stuff. And the other night we were sitting out on our lawn and I was like, you know, the side of that shed looks pretty good. Like we could project a movie on there. And Allie agreed. And so next thing I know, like we, we bought a projector off Amazon. Heck <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to like paint the shed white. I'm thinking, and just so we can project it up there, or I want to buy like an old school projector from a surplus or something to like post up on that wall we can't go to the movies so you're gonna bring the movies home to your backyard yeah exactly you can rent out like space six feet apart and tell your neighbors to come over and give you five bucks and then you can put something up on the theater <laughs> I, I i probably shouldn't publicly be like yeah let's do it i probably <laughs> am gonna be like getting some sort of broovies like lawsuit against me i don't know but no <laughs> We have a we have a speaker and everything we could connect to it, so it'll be like pretty dang good. I'm kind of thinking like, hmm, that's maybe awesome, we man. Have a movie night. Yeah, I would uh, love to come do that. That'd be a blast. Should. And then I was actually like really sad that we couldn't get together this week, like in person, because I actually looked up the recipe on how to make like the pasta from Chef, the molten lava cake, and the grilled cheese. And I was like, this would be fun. Oh yeah, by the way, this week we're watching Chef. I just spilled the beans everywhere. Blah. we're watching a classic food delight chef talking it making me hungry already again i mean watching this movie all i was was hungry and i got up to snack like nine times <laughs> i'll tell you what the most disappointing thing ever was finishing up this getting up watching walking to my kitchen and toasting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich why would that be disappointing? That's so good, man. Did you see the food they were making on this? <laughs> Freaking Texas barbecue, some of the best-looking pasta, and like you said, grilled cheese sandwiches I've ever seen. And I walk in, and I make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And not even good peanut butter and jelly. It was goober. I have leftover goober in the uh, drawer yeah. that I just That's used the last good. of. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible, and all I wanted was, like, a really good Cuban. I was I was just saying like there's at least there's worse things that you could have done you know you could have gone in and thrown in like a microwave like one of those disgusting like microwave like Salisbury steak meals or something like that you know <laughs> Hey like, now hey now don't worse. make fun of my food <laughs> I'm actually kidding those... after we watch this we traverse all of Salt Lake County and Utah County to find a Cuban sandwich. So I, I know what you're saying here. We had to find it. It made me want a good Cuban sandwich. You can go to Jimmy John's to get one, but I would not recommend it. That that was the most disappointing sandwich I've ever I've ever eaten. Well, oh, I guess John's? not. The peanut butter and jelly sa- sandwich that I ate the other night was, but the Cuban at Jimmy John's I would not recommend. Good good to know. Good to so know. where did you go? Where'd you go to? Where'd you find it? Uh, even Stevens, this isn't an ad or anything like oh, that. And nice. I want this to be known, but even Stevens makes a pretty mean sandwich at each of their locations. Uh, if you ever want just to test out a sandwich, try their jackfruit sandwich, but their Cuban sandwich is pretty damn good. Awesome. 
So. I will add it to oh, my list you. of local places to eat. You should. You most definitely should. Uh, Josh, did you have some like food cravings during that? Like when we hit it off? Or I guess we can talk about it a little bit more as we get in. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really just because I had just eaten dinner right before as well as I literally like finished watching this like 30, 40 minutes ago before we started recording the episode. So, you know, so I didn't really, maybe if I had watched it before and I had extra time to go somewhere maybe, but I, I didn't have that extra time, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, you and I, you and I are very different people in this way because I will stop at nothing to find food. Like if I'm even slightly hungry, I'm like, well, guys, this can wait. I'm famished. I'm going to make some food. Oh, I'm going to go buy some food, anything I can. Like it's, it's just one of those things that's like my, my jam is like food and I love food. So I think that's I why think, we're watching this film is because I love food so much. I think we might only make it a few minutes into the episode before Casey's like, excuse me, I got to uh, run an errand. I'm salivating a little bit, guys, just thinking right. about the food. Oh, freak. Well, let's dive into this film, guys. Uh, as always, um, we would ask, like we do this at the end of the, of the podcast, I just want to do it at the beginning. If you want to, check out what we're doing on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on those things at Pause, Ryan, Play Podcast or Pause, Ryan, Play. Um, just look us up. We'll be there. And so let's kind of dive in. Uh, we're going to be talking Chef, which is a 2014 film. Uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. John Farvo, right? Is how you say his name? Favaro. Oh, see? John Favreau, who's famous for uh, directing Iron Man and a couple Star Wars films and features, and he's also an actor in in Iron Man and Spider Man. Uh, he is uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, right hand man, Happy, right? That's what they call yeah. him. So, Happy Hogan, I think. Is, uh, I think his full name is. I want that to be my name now, Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my mom and dad. No, uh, I love my name. But anyhow, uh, Vince, do you got some facts for us on this film? Uh, sure. Um, like you said, I, I think this movie must have been like, he had to have had some kind of deal with the studio because this was like directed, written by, starred, starred by, and I think produced by, I, I have to double check, mm -hmm. all by John Favreau. So I'm, I'm guessing, and again, I don't really know, but I'm guessing he did Iron Man and killed it and did Iron Man 2 and killed it and then was like, I want to do one for me and I love food. So I'm going to do this movie about a chef who runs a food truck. <laughs> that's, I don't know, that's my guess because he's he basically ran the show in this. Yeah. And man, the, he's proved time and time again his talent and the, the more time goes on, the more we learn of how, I mean, he's basically running Star Wars now. So, like, good on you, John Favreau. Um, movie was <laughs> movie was released May thirtieth, two thousand fourteen. It had a budget of eleven million dollars, and it grossed just a little bit under forty nine million. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a critic score of eighty seven percent and an audience score of eighty five percent, and IMDb gave it a seven point three. Um, the movie again is starring John Favreau as Carl Casper. Um, John Leguizamo as Martin, who I haven't seen John Leguizamo in anything in a long time, so that was a fresh face that I was really happy to see again. Yeah. Um, his defining role as Luigi Mario in the Mario Brothers movie. 
<laughs> Just let that sink in that that was his best role. <laughs> oh man! Either that or the crazy. Either that or the crazy clown guy from Spawn, also one of his best roles. <laughs> oh man, he's been um, in a lot of stuff, though. I just have to say that he's done yeah. a lot of things, but not really very many movies anymore. Yeah, not lately. Um, surprise appearances that I did not remember were in this: Scarlett Johansson as Molly, Dustin Hoffman as Riva, um, Sofia Vergara as Ines. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. shows up as Marvin. So again, you didn't he, he, remember like, Sofia Vergara, Vince? No, I forgot everybody but John Favreau. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, and like, tell me if I'm crazy. And, and Vince, you'll be the one to tell me, you know. But I was, I looked at Scarlett Johansson, and I was like, what the heck? She looks super different. And I looked at her, and I'm like, she looks like a cross between like herself. And like Billie Eilish now, like when Billie Eilish has like the dark hair, the dark like, hair. I don't know, maybe the... I'm crazy, but like, and something in the eyes too. I was just like, huh. something was just like Billie Eilish, and I was like, what the heck? But they were super cool. It was, it was crazy to see like the differences between, or or not the differences, but like the amount of star performers there were like in this movie even if they were in it for just a short time and again notice that half that cast is iron man too (laughs) (laughs) scarlett johansson robert downey jr john favreau you nailed it i don't know i'm seeing a lot of coincidences here (laughs) i feel like he had to have like used like his i don't know like he's like guys i'm making this thing it's a passion project i just need you to join me on this venture and like everyone's like okay yeah like you're a great director you're helping us like pretty much john favreau like restarted robert downey jr's career so i mean he could show up for four minutes of this movie to help him out i guess i mean yeah let's be real how long do you think robert downey jr was on set one maybe two days max Scarlett Joe, like two or three days, maybe four. I don't know. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. This cast, though, this movie, like the way he set this up, like ten points for him. Like seriously, he did so well at setting this whole movie up, and I'm so glad we're talking about it because actually, like I know, like I've talked about this in the past episodes, but like I watched this movie, and then I watched Chef Show, which is like him and. Ro- and Roy Choi like cooking and Roy Choi is the guy who trained him actually to be the chef in the show. And a lot of the, the recipes that they did for this are Roy Choi's uh, recipes. Was he the one who was like oh, cool. teaching him in the credits? Uh, yeah. Like in the Kogi oh, okay. food truck, like all of that kind of stuff. So it's super cool. Like he's, he's an awesome red dude. So all around, like if you guys get to, you should check out chef show on Netflix. Like kid you not, you'll enjoy it. It'll make you hungry, but boy, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Food shows are a dangerous game, man. <laughs> I sit down and I start watching those, and it's like, I got to eat everything. <laughs> Not only that, but I like feel like I have to like step up my game, you know, my cooking game, which is a good thing, but then sometimes I'm like, I'm taking it too far. Like, like I love MasterChef, you know, and whenever I watch MasterChef, I'll try to go some night, and even if it's something super simple, I'm trying to plate it all super fancy and everything like that, and I'm just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> oh yeah, I do the same thing. Like I cook like like I'm not trying to like one up you, but I try to cook one really nice meal like every day. And that's kind of like my jam is like I love to cook. It's like my thing. And like 
I pull like I could pull out like 12 cookbooks out of this room right now that mm-hmm. I'm like kind of like working out of like I have the favican, the Noma, Noma ferments. I have one down here. One over there. What was your, like, uh, was it Scandinavian or, like, Viking food or something? Oh, the book I posted yesterday on Instagram? Oh, I don't, I didn't see that, but I just remember you showing it to me at some point. Oh, I have the Nordic baking book and the Nordic cookbook. So, both of those are, like, 700 and, like, a thousand page books of, like, recipes that have been compiled all over the Scandinavian region. And they're amazing and they're tons of fun. Like I've learned how to like preserve fish and like cook things different ways that I wanted to. And like one of the things I want to go try is actually to do like beef bone marrow, um, like just grilling it on the grill, like barbecue. So it's, Ooh, it's on nice. the list of weird things I'm going to try Ooh. soon. So should be tasty. But yeah, cooking, cooking is one thing I want to do. Actually, I'm working on this right now, which is to go intern for one week at a baker here in Utah um, who is a, like a nationally known baker who's won like food shows and stuff like oh, that. That's Him awesome. and I have just been, been talking all the time. So Heck yeah, be that's rad. Awesome, man. Yeah. That's, that's, cool. that's outside the point of this movie anyways, but <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to this great film. Uh, guys, I, uh, I love that. I love that we're talking about this. I asked you guys a couple of questions beforehand. I kind of want to like, like kind of go through that. Like, but first off, like, as we know, like, Carl Casper is the name of the chef in this uh, movie. He's just like kind of like running this restaurant and it's kind of like been stuck in a rut as he feels like there's no creative, like anything changing. And even though that food looks crazy delicious when they're running through the menus, like to this chef, it's uninspiring. And in his spare time, you know, he's, he's just kind of creating and tinkering and making his own better menu. I would say um, as he was like creating food throughout this film, and it doesn't have to be at the first when he's tinkering, but later in the film, even like what food looked the best to you and kind of like you were like, I want to make that or I got to eat that. Like besides everything, you know, but like what was the food that stood out to you the most? You're like, I can eat that. That sounds actually really good. There was right near the beginning when he was trying other things for the menu and everything like that, where he made a, um, a carne asada with a chimichurri sauce. And oh, my goodness, that just like kills me right there. Like that steak with the chimichurri, like. I wanted to die. I was so ready. Like, I'm pretty sure my mouth is like salivating, like right now as we speak, was, just me wanting some freaking steak. Was that the one that he made in the kitchen? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. he made it in the kitchen like and then the two hours. guys came and he, yeah. and he had them try it and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that brings me to the most disappointing part of this whole movie. I felt so bad for him i guess disappointing in in i just feel for the character right not disappointing in the movie didn't deliver because the movie delivered on all fronts for me when he brings in that big old lechon that big old pig and he's not allowed to cook that and he takes it home i guess this is the second time he brings the pig in and he, he pretty much he has the blow up with the uh the food critic and he goes home and he cooks the meal that he was going to make for the food critic. And you see what he's putting together. And it's just that delicious, delicious looking pork mixed with, I, I can't remember everything that he, that he cooked there. Lechon is so, so good. Um, I, I love this movie for a lot of reasons, but I, I actually lived in Puerto Rico for, for two years. And last, what was it, last fall, um, we actually went back to Puerto Rico and visited 
and just got a taste of that Latin culture again. Puerto Rico's the best. They they say down there that they have the best of both worlds. You know, the Latin the the Latin culture mixed with the American culture. So it's still like this this awesome party island, but with all the amenities that we have in the U.S. You know, and they there's literally a street in Puerto Rico that is open every week that you can go and you can get big old pig roast and macaroni salad, tostones, um, which are the fried, fried plantains that he talks about in the movie, you know. And then it's just like all, I mean, it's just the most delicious food all wrapped up in this Latin culture with the, and that's the other thing I love about this movie is is the music, um, that Latin music, the reggaeton, the kind of the, it just felt like being home again because I kind of consider Puerto Rico, I lived there for so long that I kind of fe- feel it's my second home. It's the only place that I've lived outside of Utah. So I just had this really the soft spot for it. And it's just this this movie had the same culture and everything and just watching him cook that that roast and just not just feeling that disappointment for him that he could have blown the socks off of that critic, you know, if just he was given the chance was such a disappointment. Yeah, I felt the same way and I was actually wondering that was gonna be one of my questions just directed at you. And maybe Josh, you can feel this way, like because you spent some time in, in South America as well. Like did this like connect with you on a different level because of your guys' connections with Latin America? Cause like, like he's like in interacting and doing Cuban food and Latin American food. But like, was it just something where you're like, man, I could go for that right now. Or there's like a oh, moment yeah. where you're like, I miss this Latin part of my life, you know? Oh yeah. For me, definitely. I definitely felt the same thing, even though there is like a, a fairly large difference. Like when you get like that far South, yeah. Um, it is still like the Latin flavors, but there were definitely a few times where they were making stuff and I would think about food in, in Brazil where I spent time and I was just like, oh, yes, like I could go for feijoada right now or I could go for like a real churrasco, you know, just like, oh, and I just, and that Texas barbecue and everything, it just made me miss like a lot of stuff down there like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every Every time he pointed out like, specific foods like when he was showing his kid what a what a plantain was and a, you know uh platano maduro and just this is the plat this is the plantain this is the right plantain this is the one we we got uh the, sorry this is the one that we want to use because we're making tostones uh tostones are one of the best things i've ever eaten in my life <laughs> i don't know if you guys ever had them ever it's they're so simple it's literally just a, a plantain smashed and fried and covered in salt and garlic and just they just go so perfectly with just Sounds everything delicious um yuca i didn't have a lot of yuca down there but I they talked in the love yuca <laughs> i am trying to remember i like have sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you i just like no, you're good. now that you you brought it up i remembered it they have it all the time just like as a side dish and it's not like fancy or anything like that you literally just like take the skin off like fry it up and put salt on it and it's freaking delicious sorry you can keep going i just wanted to no, make was, sure that was known that's that's perfect because all i was gonna say was i didn't eat very much yuca so <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad someone can shout out yuca <laughs> oh it's a it's a mandioca in portuguese it's really good mandioca I've, I've never never had it I, i'm not gonna lie to you guys i was like i'm ready to like sell my house teach my give my dogs all the shots they need and just like backpack through the caribbean and south america that's what like i thought like through this thing just to go taste flavors and eat foods let's become a travel blogger 
with me, Allie, and our dogs. That would be the funniest combination. But our dogs are getting like street fights with street dogs throughout Latin America. <laughs> that's what I thought about taking our dog with us to the Philippines, and she was just a little puppy. And I was like, "Nah, the street dogs there, and her would just fight all the time." But <laughs> it would There's just so be many. so. Random. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and what's kind of cool, and you bring up the critic here, and this is one thing I really wanted to cover was like. What do you guys think about like using Twitter and social media for them to kind of gain their following and for him to like call out this like critic and like kind of like go for that? Did you think that was a cool element of the movie? Because this was 2014 and social media is still fairly young. But like, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that was clever or like, what do you think? Yo, 2014, Twitter was where it was freaking at, man. Like I was just. <laughs> finishing high school and i remember like those last two years of high school twitter was the shiz you know like everyone had to have twitter and so it was really funny to see almost like you know like what nowadays kids would be calling like a boomer he like gets his like twitter account even though he's like this famous well-known guy he just gets this random twitter account and he thinks he's like private messaging people and he's really just tweeting for everyone to see and it gets it gets super crazy. The social media part was definitely super interesting. And I I mean not to go like too deep too quick or anything, but I just thought it was super interesting what Vince mentioned before because it sort of intercut when the critic was eating his second meal with when he was preparing that food at home, right? And it was this amazing, fantastic meal with the pork and everything like Vince mentioned. It looked delicious. It looked so good. And it sort of hinted, you know, when when he was like, keep the critic there or anything like that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I thought that he was like bringing the food to him, right? Like yeah, he was going to bring it and be like, taste this, eat this and everything like that. And I was like super excited. And then he just he broke in and he just lost his temper and he was yelling at him. And I was like, what just happened? Like, why did this happen? And it made me like think a lot. And I was really thinking about it. And I was like, how often like do we let like people do something like that to us, right? Like whether it's online in social media or in our personal lives or something, like someone can like give us a bad review or just like say they don't like something about us or get in a disagreement on social media. And we like let that like tear ourselves down so much to to where we could be like him and where we could have like this fighting and yelling match and be so upset with someone or or ourselves as well when really what are you capable of? Because like we thought he was going to bring that meal to him and show him what he could do when really what he did was go in there and get in the fighting match with him. And so sometimes I think we just like put too much into a lot of this like social media stuff, what other people say, what, and we don't like let our real true potential like he had and it was showing there like really shine through. Yeah. yeah. And I thought like personally, like sorry to cut you off Vince, I yeah. thought personally like – he was going to start like tweeting pictures to the guy, like being like, actually, here's this. Look at this. You can see this. And obviously, like we know he wasn't good with Twitter because he had his son help him set it up. And his son was like, oh, whoa, you got like a thousand people following you and like so many thousand retweets after this. And he's like, no, whoa, 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 what's going on? So like I had hoped that maybe he'd figured out enough that he was going to tweet pictures to him and be like, this is what I would have served you if given the chance, you know. But instead, he like goes in there and loses his mind. And I think that's kind of crazy is that social media can play such a heavy part in our lives, right? Like it can influence us so much. Like I don't want to beat a dead horse here like Josh is saying. And, you know, but like, like we take things really seriously and words hurt no matter if they're just 
on on a digital space that we really can't fathom or if they're in person like it's it's just kind of crazy that you know and it's hard probably to be a food critic and uh i would not want to be a food critic but someone's got to review food i guess i don't know <laughs> i'd be a terrible food critic i'd just be like i'd taste something and be like yeah this is really good five out of five stars and then i taste something else and i'd be like oh yeah this is really good too five out of five stars i'm not a picky eater <laughs> <laughs> But I totally agree well, with you guys. Um, social media can be, especially nowadays in 2020, it can be a very, it can be, I mean, this movie shows it perfectly. It can be a very important tool and it can be a very dangerous tool, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, look at look at the movie. The reason he lost his job, well, okay, he lost his job because he he wasn't doing what the boss told him to do. Right. But the reason he couldn't find work after he lost his job was because everybody video recorded his freak out and put it on the internet. And it was basically, he got canceled, right. To put it in 2020 lingo, he got, he got canceled, couldn't find a job. So he went and he started a food truck, took that following that he gained from his freak out and made that work for him and started his life because of social media. So it's interesting because like social media, both in the, in the, in the two hour span of this movie, both ruined him and saved him and allowed him to create, you know, pick himself back up from nothing. And that's, that's exactly what social media can do right now, you know, or, or like that we can, we've seen over the past when, how long has it been? Six years that social media can kind of, if you're a bad person and you say bad things and you do bad things, or even if you just have one bad day, you know, it it can be taken a certain way and it can ruin your life. Um, so you got to be very careful with what you're saying online or what you're putting up online, but used efficiently and used effectively, it can also create, you know, so many opportunities. It's created so many jobs for people. Like how many podcasters do we know nowadays, even to the point where we're doing this, you know, and how many YouTube stars and how many, I don't know, the internet's, the internet's crazy. And, and how, I mean, you guys talk about how like he freaked out on that guy, but but the the critic didn't even realize that what was going on was as dramatic as John Favreau's chef character had it out to be. Like we find out later in the movie that the guy thought that he's just like, I thought it was all theatrics. I thought we were playing a game. Like I didn't I didn't mean for you to take it all so seriously. I thought we were, you know, playing this out for the public. But it can hurt. The things that you say online can hurt people, whether you realize it or not. We just got to be very careful with how we treat the anonymous face on the other side of the screen, you know? Totally. And, like, the digital space, it's hard to read what people, their, like, tone of voice or their intent and all of that. And I think I think that's the hard part, right, is sometimes, like, I have to, like, double read things that are posted or that I post and, like, make sure that the message is clear. Uh, I actually have a program like a, on my computer that actually helps me understand the tone of what I'm writing so that it's not like taken wrong or it can't be really taken out of context and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is, it's, it's nice, but like, that's what like is crazy is so like, you're like, you're talking about this destroyed his career. He got fired, you know, all of this happened. And then thanks to his son understanding and being a social media genius you know he and his buddy are able to get this new food truck drive it back from miami back to california or wherever they are and freaking have this huge following because his son is just like having a fun summer with his dad and and documenting it essentially like that's so freaking cool in my mind i just love that they got some of the best 
social media platforms on here. You know, I love Twitter, <laughs> everything, but they got Vine on here, guys. <laughs> a, good, a good old six-second video Vine. And playing oh, into that whole fine. fad of playing into that whole fad of uh, one second a day videos that went around YouTube for a while. Dude, I'm still doing that, man. I actually do one second every day for oh, my awesome. dogs and my like my, my life. It's a super cute thing, but like I do it for the dogs because I never want to forget them. But like, yeah, it's fun stuff, right? <laughs> That's awesome, man. I guess it wasn't a fad. It's here to stay, apparently. <laughs> It still exists. See, this is... Well, I just started recently, so I'm the I'm the John Favreau in this in this situation. I'm I'm the most uh, out of touch, I think, with the social media platforms. I can do Instagram, but when it comes to Facebook and Twitter, I am out of the loop. Also, TikTok. <laughs> I don't know how to run a TikTok. Vine died, and that was the last thing for video for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a fan of TikTok. Hey, do you guys want to hear something kind of rad about like a little trivia that kind of goes along with this movie? With yeah, that. I can. So Roy Choi, who uh, was kind of like the trainer for the food and everything, he has a food truck called Kogi, and he did this in L.A. in 2009 when he started his food truck. So his like food truck is like Korean, like Latin infusion type food like burritos and tacos and stuff like that and he would just tweet where he was because like they kept getting kicked out of their spots and so he'd tweet the change in the menu for the day throughout like this oh, thing and cool. that's kind of how they played it into this so i thought that was pretty cool in my mind so was was the movie inspired by him do you think or did he I, inspire or did the movie inspire him or was it just I coincidence i think the the movie might be a little bit inspired by him because actually john favreau and uh, Roy Choi became friends because, oh crap, who's the one who plays Pepper Potts? Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, mm-hmm. She hired the Kogi truck to come and cater one of the shootings for Iron Man. And that's oh, how cool. the two of them became friends. And then I wonder if it kind of translated into, hey, here's a genius idea for a movie. And boom, they're working together to create this film. And then they were still kind of like wanting to be creative afterwards. And so they created the chef show, which has references to chef movie. And they kind of like do a lot of stuff. So those two are actually doing a ton of stuff together, yeah, which I think awesome. is a ton of fun. So yeah, random, random trivia, Twitter, Twitter cool. and food trucks is a thing. <laughs> so the technology's fun. The food is amazing. But the heart of the movie is the relationship between Carl and Martin, right? Between the chef who's down on his luck, who's divorced, who's lost lost connection with his kid, and who goes across the country and starts a food truck and by happenstance ends up spending one of the best summers of his life with his kid. And that's where the movie, I think, really shines, right? Yeah, I love this part because, like, they're driving as soon as they leave Miami, right? And he's like, who wants to go to Disneyland? Or they're in that area. And the kid's like, nah, I'd rather go to Baton Rouge. <laughs> and he's like, actually, that's my kid. Yep, that's my kid. And it's kind of, it's just kind of fun. Like, and I think the son's name is actually Percy here. So oh. Martin is, is hey, his, man, like. I like the relationship between between martin and carl as well okay i think that's important and we need to talk about that because like martin's like his ride or die here right he's just kind of like going with him quit his job he literally just quit his job and flew to miami to meet up with his friend who's starting a food truck that you don't even i mean you know that the guy's a good cook he's a good chef 
oh, you, it's this disgusting old food truck. You don't know this will be a success. You quit your job and just fly out. What a freaking friend, man. Holy cow. What did you yes. guys think when you first saw <laughs> that food truck, that freaking dumpster fire? Yeah, that just made me cringe, man. Ugh. Yeah, I would have turned around and walked away. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not a food truck. This is this is garbage. But man, it, they pulled it off. It looked really nice. Burning. And and yeah, I misspoke. You're right. It's Percy, his son, not Martin. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how how yeah, I just I think it's so cool that that Carl got this opportunity to connect with his child, with his best bud, spend this awesome summer traveling the world, eating food in all these like well-known cities, like cities that are well-known for food, you know, like you said, out to New Orleans, um, Austin, Texas for the barbecue, and just sharing, just Carl gets to share what he loves more than anything in the world, which is food and and. I can't remember exactly how he puts it, but basically he he says that he gets to play a role in people's lives. And, you know, one burnt sandwich is not just a burnt sandwich. It's it's a reflection of you and the thing that you love. And if you're willing to just like half-ass it and give someone a crappy meal, then then it's not even worth doing. And he gets to share the summer with his friend and his kid and he just gets to eat. And I just want to do that more than anything in the world right now. And I, I, I don't think that that's just because we've been in lockdown or not lockdown. We've been in, you know, this <laughs> pandemic for so long, but that just sounds like one of the best vacations you can have, you know, like going out of the country and seeing somewhere new is great. Going to Puerto Rico was awesome. Easily one of the highlights of the trip was that street each eating that barbecue pig. And I think it would be a blast to just take a road trip and hit up all these cities and just eat and eat and eat until I can't eat anymore and then come home. Well, Vince, you got my vote. Let's do it. Let's buy a food truck and let's drive it somewhere and just like pay our way as we go <laughs> buy a food. <laughs> I saw a UTA bus for sale, like one of their mid-sized buses, and I was like, $7,000, huh? <laughs> but then I looked up like all the kitchen equipment and I was like, I could just do a grilled cheese food truck, grilled cheese hot dogs. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, there's a grilled cheese place yeah. in Utah Valley that did really well. I don't know if it's still there with the with the virus, but it was really good. I ate there a couple of times. The, the one in Pleasant Grove, right? No, no, it was a local thing. What's that? Uh, yeah, Pleasant Grove. My brother almost my brother almost worked there because it's like oh the, cravings yeah cravings it's bistro mm -hmm. it's good yep. it was really good it's it's yeah. got like the weirdest grilled cheese sandwiches that you would never think were delicious but they are like i went and i got one that was pretty standard and my wife being you know outgoing and how she is she wanted to get one that's called like thanksgiving dinner and it literally is like everything from a thanksgiving dinner like <laughs> stuffed into a grilled cheese and i was like that sounds disgusting and i ate it and it was so damn good right <laughs> that's the thing and i love that you brought up that line vince and kind of that moment because it it's kind of like putting pride into your work right like this is kind of like like what he said what his quotes is i may not do everything great in my life but i'm good at this i managed to touch other people's life with what i do and i want to share this with you 
is kind of like the quote from the trailer. And I love that so much because not everyone has pride in what they do. Not everyone is passionate about what they do. I'm not going to lie to you. The thing I'm most passionate about doing right now in my life is this podcast and kind of like trying to figure out how to grow it, designing stuff for it. And I'm like, I'm not even doing that great at that, but it's what I'm most <laughs> passionate about right now. I feel like is I'm like, this is, this is okay. Like this is kind of my, like, I don't know, my escape from reality in a way or like what I want to make my reality. Right. And so I just appreciate like, it's kind of like same thing. I appreciate you and Josh, like Vince and Josh sharing this with me. Cause it's like, we're doing something fun talking about movies, whether they have food, action, romance, drama, whatever they might be dumpster fires or not. It's a fun time. And that's, that's <laughs> kind of like what he explained is, is like, you know, like that truck rolled out and who would have thought that that truck became the food truck that it did and kind of the movement that it did and the experience that it was. So I don't know. I freaking loved it so much. Oh, guys, my mouth is watering. I might need to take that break. We were talking about. <laughs> I remember, and I wanted to bring this up because it might be like, my answer might be like controversial the way you guys would think. But I remember Casey, one of the questions you had asked us was, would you have like followed like the path they took him and Martin as far as like going from like the restaurant business into like a food truck? And I think like, yeah, if I could be successful, I probably would, but I'm not going to lie. I don't think that I would. I might be like the guy who ended up wimping out Tony who like he got the chance for a promotion and he just freaking took it because I love the food truck as much as the next guy. But if I really had like the talent and skill to work in a top like Los Angeles restaurant, I'm not going to lie. I would be all about that life. That would be freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, I think there, there's something to be said about people who work food trucks, who own food trucks, right? It's they're out there on the streets and it's because they love the streets. They love feeding people and they know it's going to be hard. Like, I don't think being in a hot food truck sounds very exciting, to be honest with you. But like meeting the people, feeding them, and just having that experience, I think, overall would be like the creme de creme for me. You know, like it would be like yeah. delicious. No, I was just going to say, look at the success that you can have with it, too. I mean, I can think of two local food trucks that now have multiple locations around around Utah. I don't know if they're outside of Utah yet. But um, Cup Bop started out as a food truck, and now they've got multiple restaurants all across the state. And then there's a burrito place that I really like called Sweeto, Bur Sweeto Burrito that started as a local food truck, and now they've got multiple restaurants all that across the state. Truck? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, seeing them driving true. around here around Utah Valley for a while. And uh, now they've got I can think of two locations right off the top of my head. So like it's it's a good starting point, and if you don't want to like 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 Carl in the movie, if you don't want to have to report to a boss, and you want to be creative and come up with your own stuff, you know, be your own boss. The food truck is a great way to start, and then you know take it from there. Well, it's a it's a good way to get a lot of experience in a short amount of time, I think, too, because you know people love food. And if your food is good and you can do it it's a lot of opportunity for you well guys i don't want to take up too much time here i wanted to keep this one kind of short but did you guys have some other favorite moments from the movie or things we need to kind of cover on this and why you thought this was a good film i think i know that we already mentioned it but i'd be uh remiss if we didn't like really drive home 
like at least for me, because I knew I heard you guys talking about it, but just him and his son, you know, that relationship, everything they did, and they build off of each other's strengths, you know, obviously, you know, Carl, he is, you know, a world-renowned chef, and even if he's had his, you know, hard times lately, he knows what he's doing, he knows the food that he's making, he knows what to do, while, you know, his his son is there, and his son is very, a lot of times, express interest in getting to, like, know his dad, and doing real things with his dad, you know, not just watching a movie or playing games or something but actually like figuring stuff out talking together working things out and just that food truck experience of them driving across the nation him teaching him what to do how he did it and then creating something successful was just that was just so heartwarming and obviously just the, the heart and soul of the movie right there and it it drove it all home and i loved it yeah I thought that that was like actually like I love that line like when he's just setting up his Twitter account and like Carl Casper is asking his son right like oh what is this and what is this and he's like what do you want your username to be and he's just like I love doing stuff like this like I love spending time together like just doing the like what we think probably are dumb and mundane things like had an impact on that kid and I love that I think that was good so good good call out Josh I love that what about you Vince mm-hmm. No, totally agree. I think that was the heart of the movie. Without that relationship, you know, it just it it wouldn't be the same. It's about a father sharing the thing that he loves most with his child and connecting to his child when they were drifting apart after this, you know, divorce. And and it's about a man who, you know, thought he was happy and and thought that he had, you know, got everything that he wanted and realized that he wasn't and you know, the rut that he was in that he didn't realize was he, that he was in was kind of ruining his life. I mean, by the end of the movie, he gets back with his wife, remarries his wife. And I just think he found that passion for, you know, not only cooking, but passion for life again. And he, he just kind of opened back up and became who he was. What did they say? He'd been to that rest, in that restaurant for 10 years. So it kind of yeah. became that person that he was when he first got that job and was like really living and not just doing the day-to-day mundane, go and get a paycheck. And it's, I don't know, it's a lesson that we can all learn, you know, live life to the fullest, appreciate what you've got, take risks, do what you love, don't abandon your kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And one thing that I love about that too is, you know, when he's like, when they're back in LA and kind of like him, his wife and his son, they're all working in the food truck. And then like the critic comes up and the wife is like, there's no food for you here. No one's going to feed you. And he's like, I know, I know, I know. I just need to talk to the chef. Right. And the chef comes out, like Carl comes out and he's like, what do you want, man? Like what's going on? He's like, Hey, I didn't actually come up to your food truck myself. Cause I knew I probably wasn't welcome but this is some damn good food. Like you're cooking for yourself again, which I think proves how important it is to like that. Sometimes you might get lost along the way in your journey of life. Right. And, and that happens to all of us. Like we, we all struggle. We have to experience hardship and pain and kind of have to have something that bumps and shakes us around. But really like, it's just something that like, there are times when we just really need to get that kickstart going again and, and be able to find our passion. And and once we work for ourselves, once we're doing something for us, people will be able to see and people will be able to see the shine in that. So I love that. So good call out. Good call out. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Anything else before we kind of close out? Going to go Nine make some lechon. Great movie. <laughs> 
Well, guys, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I want to do another like food based show, but I want to do it when we can get together and I will cook the full like and a full dinner out of like the stuff. So I'm, food I'm based. I'd love to do that. So food based like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and have pizza or. I just kidding. Yeah, I won't cut my hand this time. I do that. Like we could do like a pasta show. Oh, there we go. Ratatouille. There we go. I can make a a a French peasant dish any day. No, I actually watch a lot of recipes on how to recreate that because it's so pretty in that movie. But yeah, we should do another podcast on food. But guys, uh, thanks for. You'll have to let me know what other food movies there are because I don't think I've seen a lot of food based movies. Uh, I'm kind of (laughs) blanking on them too. I'm sure they're out there. There are food movies out there, but a lot of them are crap to be super honest with you. But like, I don't know, like if you haven't, like I recommend anyone to watch like, like some of the Anthony Bourdain, early Anthony Bourdain. Oh yeah. yeah, Cook's tour and stuff like that is like really good TV. Um, David Chang's his ugly delicious on Netflix is amazing. Uh, there's a lot. There's actually one. I have to look at what's called. I can't remember. That's new on Netflix. It's like a British one, but they have three three cooks come in from all over the world, and they have what are called the food gods, and that one's kind of cool. The mind of the chef, like that kind of TV is really good. But I'll like post a couple other food movies that people might enjoy that I've watched. Um, there's one that is on um, Vudu right now for free if you have an account. It's called Burnt, and it's starring Bradley Cooper. Uh, the story is kind of weird. If you don't know a lot about food, it's a super awesome movie. But if you have like, like I've worked in the food industry and I've read a lot of books and I've talked to a lot of chefs and stuff like this, there's a lot of holes for them in it, but it's a super awesome show as well. So yeah, we'll talk some more, uh, on that, but like, I just went on a whole tangent. Um, I love chef guys. I think anyone should watch it. Uh, it's, it's a good movie. Like it's fun and it has a lot of good, a lot of good feels in it. So if you want to like, see how you can be broken down and you can rebuild yourself in, in a time of hardship. This is most definitely a feel good movie to watch. And last but not least, I don't know if he'll make it this far on the podcast and I hope he does, but my friend flip was the one who originally recommended this to me. And he recommended it to me like two years ago when we were working events across the country, he's like, this is something you'd enjoy. And I finally got to watching it. And I, I'm really sad. I, I didn't think until just now that I should invite him on the podcast for this. Cause he loves this movie as well. But yeah, thanks Flip for recommending this and uh, miss you, man. Can't wait to hang out after quarantine's over <laughs> and all of this crap. But uh, anything else, guys, before we close out? No, just like always, thank you very much for tuning in. Casey already mentioned at the beginning to make sure and check us out on our social media platforms. I've been trying to do a little bit more on our Twitter with some polls and things. So check us out there, especially in the... I don't know. We just love to hear from you. Always, your movie recommendations are are what really keep us going, and and we always love to hear what you guys think is really good cinema, or maybe even really bad cinema, because we love to experience it with you and talk about it. Yeah, any dumpster fires out there of movies that we should see? Let us know. I think it could be fun to talk about. <laughs> but... Nothing is nothing is off limits. I just rewatched Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch anything (laughs) (laughs) well on that note there you have it guys thank you so much again for tuning into the pause Ryan play podcast and we'll catch you next time